Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's James Farley. Um, so, I don't know if you were uh, tuning in yesterday, but um, Amanda gave a really great summary as, and said a lot of great things. Um, but she gave a great summary of, of what happened this chapter with Paul in Ephesus. Um, she mentioned how the church in Ephesus was a provocative church, it provoked people into noticing so there was something different about the way these Christians lived their lives. And there's this goddess, Artemis, that we'll see... Um, has a really a powerful um, hold on people in this area and, and all over the world, one of the seven wonders of the world. And we can see there's a clear distinction people make between their former life to this goddess and their new life. Those who practice sorcery burn their scrolls. Um, it's worth a lot of money. And we can see God powerfully at work in this city of Ephesus. You can almost say that was a revival. But given the huge economic effect this is going to have, a lot of people losing their jobs. So this kind of gives us the context of what's happening today uh, in our passage people are bound to be upset they lose their jobs um, and as Paul has also written to the church in Ephesus later there's probably also an element of spiritual warfare as well um, from Ephesians 6 he writes about that um, but the key thing is yesterday there was a great disturbance about the way that Amanda talked about the way of Jesus and stirred up by someone called Demetrius he was angry about his loss of business he called on other workers to warn them about the message that Paul was spreading not just on their business but also on this goddess Artemis that everyone was devoted to and it's the threat to Artemis that really gets people riled up, as we shall see. So pick up the story when the people of the city hear what is going on. Verse 28 of Ephesians 9, oh, sorry, Acts 19. So when the people heard this, they were furious and began shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Soon the whole city was in uproar. The people seized Gaius and Astacus, Paul's travelling companions from Macedonia, and all of them rushed into the theatre together. Paul wanted to appear before the crowd, but the disciples would not let him. Even some of the officials of the province, friends of Paul, sent him a message begging him not to venture into the theatre. The assembly was in confusion. Some were shouting one thing, some another. Most people didn't even know why they were there. The Jews in the crowd pushed Alexander to the front, and they shouted instructions to him. He motioned for silence in order to make a defence before the people. But when they realised he was a Jew, they all shouted in unison for about two hours, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. So what on earth are we to make of that? On the surface, a story about a crowd rioting, proclaiming great is Artemis of the Ephesians and causing mayhem doesn't seem to have much application for us today. But I think we can learn quite a lot from this story. And one way we could look at the story would be a surface comparison. Some of the cultural controversies with us today in this story, there's anger, there's outrage, confusion. I can certainly see a resonance with some of our cultural Controversies at the moment, verse 32, about how confused the assembly was. Some shouted one thing, some another. Most people didn't even know why they were there. That sounds to me like a good description of how debates on social media sometimes develop. A lot of shouting, most people not realising what is going on and why they're even there. But I think if we delve a bit deeper into the story, we can see quite a lot of things, I think, that we can learn for us. Um, and one thing is the way that Paul responds to this whole situation. Most people did not know what was going on um, and... They kind of want someone to blame for what's happening. And so in verse 29, we see they, they seize Gaius and Astacus, Paul's travelling companions from Macedonia, and they all rush into the theatre together. And this theatre, it's not like kind of the West End. It's more like a scene from a film Gladiator. People blame, baying for blood. It's certainly not a safe space. Um, and I think we've got a picture here, if you're with us on Zoom. If you're on the podcast, you can look at this picture 
from the Biblical Archaeology Society. Um, there's a recent article verifying the historicity of this account. But you can see kind of there a bit of the context. That's the sort of theatre. It's a big place. Um, I don't know what you have done if you were pulled in that moment. The easiest thing would be back away, get away from the whole thing, just get away to safety. But in the start of verse 30, it's extraordinary that Paul is willing, he wants to get in there, get in in the action and, and appear before this crowd. But in verse 26, we saw yesterday that Demetrius has laid the blame of what's happening on, on Paul, basically. He says it's Paul's message that is kind of causing all this disturbance, all this uproar. And so I, I, my guess is if, if Paul did appear before this crowd, he probably would have been crushed to death. That was kind of a likely situation from that kind of time period. That sort of thing probably would have happened. So in the end, despite Paul's desire to speak before the crowd, the disciples would not let him. And even some of the officials of the province, friends of Paul, sent him a message begging him not to even venture into the theatre, not going anywhere near this uproar. So the friends and connections Paul had, they kind of protected him from this, this danger. Um, both friends, disciples, and also officials of the province. And it's probably a good thing because Alexander, this Jewish um, man at the end, he gets in front of the crowd and just spends two hours just trying to get the crowd quiet. They wouldn't even let him speak. So it's probably a good idea that Paul didn't go in. But what can we learn then for us today? Well, I think for kind of three things, really, that we can pray into as well. First one, we can have we can pray for the courage like Paul. He had this deep desire to share the gospel, even risk his life for it. And we can pray that we too would have that kind of desire, even if it causes us discomfort and pain, that we would also share the gospel, even with people who are angry. But also we pray that we can have wisdom um, to know how to stay safe at this time. For Paul, that meant not appearing before the crowd at this time or even venturing into the theatre. Um, his friends um, thought they'd be better placed doing something else, so he didn't go in. And so what would it mean for us to be safe at this time? How can we work together to achieve that, like the disciples and the officials of the province worked with Paul? And finally, in a world that is confused, with some people shouting one thing, some another, most people are not having an idea what is going on with cultural controversies, with the restrictions at the moment. Let's pray that God would give us clarity on how we can best move forward to all the debates swirling around this time and the confusion and uncertainty about what we can and can't do. I hand over now back to Roz to lead us in that prayer. Thank you, James. Today we prayed for wisdom and courage and clarity um, as we deal with um, COVID and anxiety and we prayed for politicians and um, scientists as they make decisions. Thank you for listening to HTC Daily.